Hi, everyone. Welcome to Merch Money. Tonight, we have Cody Hawk with us, and we are all so excited. We almost didn't go live on time because we couldn't stop talking <laughs> about poker. <laughs> we promise we'll talk about merch at least partially and print on demand and building a brand and all that practical stuff. But we got to be honest, it's going to be a lot about poker tonight. So, <laughs> All right. So we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves just like normal. Um, Amy, you want to go first? Either um, one. I'll go. <laughs> all right. Hello. So I'm Amy Springer, Merch Marvel. Um, it's been a pretty good week. I've, I've started working on Airtable. I got all my listings pushed over and then like I'm slowly getting all the pngs now that that is super easy um i really like it because i can see how it's already going to change the way that i upload so that's fun um and aside from that with merch i've been uploading every day at least 20 30 designs which is kind of on the slow side but i've got a lot more stuff going on in the background so kdp is still doing pretty good i haven't loaded anything on there but it's selling and I'm still doing Inktober, which has been fun. So that's my week. Awesome. And nope. Brianna, you want to go to <laughs> Brianna just came back from uh, Ecom Chicago, uh, the Chicago conference. Yeah, yeah. I'll be home for a short time here and then I'll probably be heading out again soon. And hopefully I can talk more about that. But um, yeah, I just got back from a whirlwind of a conference over the weekend. It was an absolute blast. Um, I think we figured somewhere between 200 and 300 attendees, um, all facets of e-com, like social media, uh, FBA, merch, pod. Um, so it was a great time. Uh, it always just goes by too quickly, but it's always fun to hang out with like-minded people, you know? Um, and as far as just personal stuff, oh my gosh, like that's kind of on the back burner right now. Everything is just kind of full blast. Uh, print tech, getting clients set up with their, their pod empires. Um, I do have some stuff that my virtual assistants are helping me with, but you know, I'm crazy pants. I'm just all over the place and having fun living the way I want to live. So Awesome. <laughs> It was so cool to see all the pictures. Uh, for anybody who didn't see, uh, Brianna was one of the speakers there. So that was awesome. With, with my big pimp chains on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and her Merch Maverick shirt. For anyone who doesn't know, that's her nickname on the show. Yeah, so. yeah I never introduced myself. And <laughs> like the whole time I was there, I wore all Merch Maverick, Merch Money, D4D stuff. And actually, I have to say thank you um, to Flavio. I don't ever know if I'm pronouncing his first name correctly but when he was at um the conference and he's like hey Bray, i have a question maybe you should talk about d4d because i totally <laughs> forgot about my own oh my god yeah so i was so thankful for speaking that, of but. which he's gonna be on the show soon i think he's uh He's coming up real soon. I got to look at the schedule, but awesome. Okay, cool. Looking forward to having him on. Yeah, we didn't get to spend much time together. Um, you know, just it was just crazy. There's just so many people and and so much 
so many events and things. So, and then one more note, I just wanted to mention um, for, first of all, welcome to those of you that are from Ecom Chicago that didn't even know we existed. Um, so uh, we should have some new viewers tonight that we're super excited about um, meeting the Merch Money crew. So um, thanks for stopping in. And then of course, um, there's a webinar this week at D4D if anybody needs help with deep uh, niche dive you know, really getting into a niche and immersing yourself and like trying to figure out how the heck you're supposed to be designing for your niche. Um, so you know how we roll on there. It's just, you, you follow along with us. It's live. We, we do exactly what we do for our own businesses. So let me show you how to do it. 1440 hustle said, Hey, that's me. So maybe that's somebody you met. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Oh yeah. Erica was awesome. Um, hopefully we'll get to spend some more time together too. She and I were very like-minded. Nice. We both have road rage too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, busy, busy stuff. Awesome. All right. Amy. Other Amy. Other Amy. Amy Nicholas. Marketing Mayhem Girl living up to her name. Yes, you are. But <laughs> taking names AMS wise. Uh rocking my new um can you see it? Stranger Things, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love this show. I was yeah. like, I need this shirt in my life. Man, I like wow. it. <laughs> I wish I could do like licensed stuff for them. That yeah, I was gonna say nobody <laughs> do that. No merch people out yeah, there. Don't, don't like <laughs> no copies tonight, y'all. But yeah, AMS is like it's it's rocking and rolling. Um, got close to four hundred ads rolling out there, and uh, oh, Amy. Yeah, uh, merch sales ticking up. Doing some deep dive uh, stuff with my um, private Facebook group, the Print on Demand Power Punch Tribe. Uh, we went into some training stuff last week, and I'm going to keep doing it because it's working for merch. <laughs> so if you're like struggling with the sales and you have no idea what's going on, um, AMS is where it's at. And uh, I think there's a link in the video somewhere if you want to check out my, my monthly paid group. But uh, we, we get into the goods, the good stuff. <laughs> And I guess thing for the week, um, yeah, it's just it's just taken off. Uh, I love seeing. It's like you have to take those steps in advance of things before they work. And a lot of people are scared to take those steps. They have no faith in what they're doing, and they don't even take the steps, right? But I launched a whole bunch of ads without having any guarantee I was going to make any sales. But I was like, you know what? This is my faith putting into it. <laughs> I'm moving forward. I'm walking through the fire. And, um, Amy, yeah. totally. Um, I, I've been obsessed with this taking massive and imperfect action, like get off your butt and do it. It's all right. If we mess up, I always say, press the buttons. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <Ten-X>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that book. If anybody needs a, a hustler book, uh, get your button gear, the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. Going to the 10X conference in February. Can't wait. Awesome. So yeah. We're going to have to live vicariously through you. You got to keep us up. Man, it, we, we're going to have to meet up at some point, there? guys. <laughs> is Ed yeah. Luck going to be there again? Because wasn't he at the last one? I'm not sure. I'm. I, this is my first one. I'm like obsessed with him lately. Like, I feel like his YouTube channel is so good. But anyway, I just saw Mario join. So I just want to say hi to Mario. I <laughs> accidentally, like, I forgot that I had met. Mario at the green room event um, last year, the year, a couple years ago. Um, time is going so fast. I don't even know. I guess it was two Christmases ago. <laughs> so, 
anyway, that was such a fun time. So it's fun to have this connection. Like we have the FBA people, we have merch people, and that's why we're so happy to have Cody on today because he's everything. Like it's like <laughs> Kindle, FBA, eBay, building a brand, poker, like he's got everything. So <laughs> all the whole e-com world can all somebody they can relate to you in, in one way or another. Right. Yeah. Been doing it for quite a while. Yep. So uh, real quick, I, I guess I didn't introduce uh, myself or Cody, really. So I'm Helen Kinson, uh, Merch Boss. And uh, I actually met Cody, well, I didn't really meet in person, but he started coaching right around the time that I was starting FBA. So back, I think it was 2015, um, I had watched some of his videos and I was like, oh, he seems like he really knows what he's doing. I'm going to sign up for this coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and it really helped a lot. Like, I think it was about eight weeks or something like that. And um, uh, it, it was awesome. And then it's just been so fun to see everyone grow since then. Like, Cody's just gone off the whole new heights. And then some of the other people he's coached have done so well. And then it's just, it's so fun. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, Cody, um, basically, I put in, in our uh, Facebook group, I put everything that I could think of that I knew you had done. So I was like niche websites, like it was like this whole paragraph of like, <laughs> everything you've done. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Just well, my name is so Cody Hawk. I'm uh, a father of four. And, uh, you know, kind of that first, but as far as business entrepreneurship, I've been making an income online for about 10 years now. My primary business is e-commerce. I've built a few successful brands and I've sold a couple of them and run a couple of them. Been doing FBA. That's kind of been one of my bread and butters for a long time. And then I dabbled in a lot of stuff. This year has been a big year for me because I'm actually selling my media company, which I built last couple of years and focusing more on playing poker while I run my companies. They kind of give you the freedom to be able to do what you want. And I had my 34th birthday, 34th. Uh, about two months ago, that was my epiphany where I needed to kind of sell my company and do more lifestyle. The biggest thing is you talk about all the things I've done and do. And that was kind of my epiphany is I, I got to the point where I could make all the money I ever wanted, but I didn't have the lifestyle. So this year I'm focusing more on lifestyle and less on, you know, building uh, more and more brands. Awesome. Well, I it's been so fun to watch and it's been um really exciting all the stuff that you've been able to do so i'm gonna try i don't even know how to stay on topic because it's so much that i want to ask and so much to talk about um i think we'll talk about poker at the end because amy is not going to be able to stop talking <laughs> about it. so we can't talk about that yet even though that's what all we really want to talk about um i think let's start with what prompted me to reach out to you because i think of you as fba mostly just because that's how i uh originally started uh, working with you. But um, talk a little bit about your experience with merch and then what you're doing now because you're building a brand with print on demand, right? Primarily, yeah. So I got started with merch right around the time it actually originally came out. And it was a really cool program. I saw, I saw, I think Chris Green, are you guys familiar with Chris Green? Yes. Yeah. So Chris Green was like the first person I saw doing videos and I was doing videos on it right after him. But I think Chris was the first out the gate and I really got into print on demand. It was with, with the merch by Amazon. It was really cool. It was a great program. And then that kind of opened my eyes to print on demand because I was already selling t-shirts. I was doing the old school, like uh, heat press. We were doing, we were having t-shirts screen printed and selling them that way. So we were already doing merch. We were just doing it a different method. When that came out, it kind of opened up a lot of doors. And then we got into merch by Amazon. And 
I did it for a little while. We still actually have a couple accounts on Merch by Amazon now that, that funny enough, bring in royalties every single month. It's kind of, I always say it's like the easiest way I've ever made money online just because there's so many options, so many designs, but we don't do Merch by Amazon the same as we did a few years ago. Then we kind of started pivoting some more print on demand. And then it really made me realize that I could test hundreds of designs with print on demand. And then what we do is we're kind of 50-50. So part of it is print on demand because we can test all these really cool designs. And then the second half is once we have designs that do really well, then we scale up our marketing and I go out to manufacturers, have these t-shirts produced, and then I quadruple my margins. So I've really, I don't want to say eliminated all the risks, but I've eliminated most of the risk in doing it by doing it that method. And it allows us to do print on demand, which the margins aren't as great, but you don't really have the potential downside. And then when we have shirts that really start clicking and we're selling 10, 20, 30 a day of these, then I can have them produced. And then I can take my margins from maybe five or $7 to 10 or $15. So it's been a really cool process. That's awesome. Well, there's so many things there. So let's, let's start with we. So you're saying we, so what does that involve? Like who, who is we? So I've downscaled a lot. Uh, up until recently, I had 15 employees. Now I only have four because like I said, I sold, sold kind of my core. I'm kind of in the process now. It's not quite finalized, but uh, so I've got a couple employees and then me and my wife kind of started with me and my wife and then we grew and now we're kind of getting back to our core. So we have more time and not as tied down. Uh, but yeah, so I've, I've only got a couple employees doing this, but for the longest time, it was just me and my wife kind of uh, going through this process and she still does some of our designs. And then we, uh, I've got a couple people where I outsource a lot of designs too. Awesome. And then when you're saying that you, uh, take it to get manufactured, are you putting, where do you put those designs after that? Like, do you put it on a Shopify store or... Yeah. So we have a couple Shopify stores. So one of mine, for example, is a company called Forward Revive that we've really been growing. Uh, and so we've, we've got a couple Shopify stores we put it on. And then also recently, we've been partnering with uh, we're part partnering with a couple companies. So we've been doing some pop-up shops. Uh, I've been selling some stuff in some boutique shops as well. So we've been dabbling with some retail. But of course, the core is always e-commerce. And primarily, it's just through Shopify websites. That's really cool. Well, Cody I don't want to hog it. Do you guys have questions? I wanted to ask him real quick, just to repeat his um, brand, if he didn't didn't mind, the one that you uh, mentioned that you had the Shopify store for? Uh, Forward Revive. Okay. The word cool. forward and R-E-V-I-V-E, forwardrevive.com. I think that's the video I shared in our group, um, because that's the one where you said, weren't you, what, weren't your, wasn't your goal to be doing a million a year or something like that for that brand? Yeah, we're we're shockingly on pace for that. I think this year we're good, or this year this this month uh, we're looking at doing close to sixty thousand this month. So we're we're moving along nicely. And a lot of it's through PPC. A lot of people ask me how you grow and how you scale. My biggest thing in the beginning is Instagram and PPC has been amazing. The, the, I know you guys are big on Facebook. Um, do you guys do very much Instagram marketing as well? Some of us do, and some of us don't. Awesome. Depending awesome. on our income streams. In, it's in, on my radar. Like yeah, I've been using amazing. it more and I'm yeah. like, man, I really need to get in, especially now with like the business accounts that yeah. they're allowing you to have. So it's, it's on my radar, but I it, haven't yet. It's incredible. Um, I'm not as well versed, Cody, I'm sure as you and Instagram, but several of my brands just immediately started taking off when once I started to get into Instagram. So it's crazy how much you can scale when you start really figuring it out over there. Yeah, and it gives you a great option to do retargeting, of course, because, you know, yep. PPC can be expensive and retargeting through Instagram and even remarketing campaigns, whether you're doing video on Instagram or YouTube or remarketing through Instagram allows you to really get the best ROI. Facebook, I mean, Facebook's amazing because it's got the largest 
audience in the world by far. It's got a huge portion of the whole wide world. But Instagram has really grown a lot and is, is probably one of the fastest growing. So it's kind of a great balance to have both. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm just so excited about just how how quickly you've been able to to grow that brand as well as other brands. So you you sold you sold what was it? Geek Buds? Is that what you sold? You sold we sold our company? core company. Yeah, I was called Funny Emoji, but it was owned by Geek Buds, and we did okay. we used to do these emoji pillows, and uh, we did really good. A lot of it was uh, marketing. A lot of it was right place, right time. We really came out in the right time, and then we ended up selling to a. Uh, a uh, subsidiary of Target, which helped out a lot. There was four companies they acquired and then they started selling them themselves. So I didn't really want to compete with the Walmarts and Targets of the world. So it was, a, it was a kind of a right place, right time, right company, right size. Uh, and we primarily sold our marketing plan because a lot of these big companies are following suit, like people like you guys, people like me. It's You, you see the Walmarts and the Targets of the world, but they're really desperately trying to get in the e-commerce space. So doing what you guys are doing, that's more the future. And they're playing catch up. They're actually trying to follow people like yourself. Oh, thanks. I it's so fun. It's I feel like it's so cool to be in this whole thing because you see stuff right when it's coming out. Like just like you said with Chris Green, like I was right there too, learning from yeah. Chris Green, learning from your videos. Like I was there the first week it came out. <laughs> I mean, yep. give or take. So yeah, it's so exactly. fun to be in this whole community where you're learning things right away. Like the second pop sockets come out, I have pop sockets up. Like it's just yep. it's it's so fun to be in this whole mix and, and learning from people like you and and from all, I mean, I've learned from so many people in this uh, community. Such an amazing community. That's the cool thing is all the information that's available and all the amazing people. I mean, from the time we work together to where you are and, and the things you're doing, it's just amazing. I couldn't believe it when you when you sent the thing and like, oh, I'd like to have you on the show. And I was like, you got a show. Awesome. I'd love to. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's I was so like, cool. I'm like, I wish I could. I mean, you probably don't even remember me at all because it's like. No, I do. I absolutely do. Really? I have really good I, memory. Okay. So this is, uh, I, I wasn't even going to go there because I was like, he probably doesn't remember me at all. But I remember like uh, just how different, like how I thought and just different things. Um, so it must have been frustrating to be trying to coach me because it's like, I don't have the right <laughs> mindset yet. I don't have the right, like all these different things so it's it's fun to see people like eventually eventually things start to click and you start to grow well i thought you did have the right mindset i mean coming in as an entrepreneur you're gonna have that mindset you had some frustrations and things but uh -huh. you were able to break through them I and mean, you're you're in that percentage of people who's able to break through because you know entrepreneurship's tough and you can see people who are successful and be like oh that's so cool and i want to do that and then you go your first three months and you get frustrated and most people give up in the first three to six months People who don't, the opportunities are, are amazing out there, especially now, because I, a lot of people say, well, you're so obsessed with e-commerce. But the thing is, it's not another fad. It's not another cool business to get into. It's the shift from how things are consumed. You know, there was a time where we were in the trading economy, then the big box store economy, and now it's switching over to e-commerce. It's not like the coolest product. It's the way things are done. And we're at a small percentage now, but imagine e-commerce when it's at 50, 60% of all products. I mean, I'm, the brands who are coming out like you guys now, that, that's going to be the future that people are talking about. Cody, yeah. that, that reminds me, too, of an article. Gosh, I can't even remember where I read it. It was probably on Instagram, honestly. And it just said that, like, this is the time for the the birth of the micro brand. Like, yeah. there's no better time for somebody to develop a brand and be able to compete with big names because a lot of us, and a lot of you guys watching are going to be ahead of, like you said, the Targets and the Walmarts and places that are just really getting into the game with social media and really getting their, you know, fingernails and claws into e-com. E 
It's, so, you really see it with YouTube because it's like it's hilarious seeing like these big brands with like a few thousand followers, yeah. and then it's like people like Steve Rakin and you like uh, like a hundred thousand followers. It's like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's crazy, and I've talked to a lot of big brands, and we've worked with, we've coached a lot of big brands over the years, and you see these companies that'll do eight hundred million. Like I'm not even in their league in retail. But then their e-commerce is literally a few thousand. Like it's Walmart committed like up to 25% of their profits by 2020, all for their e-com side. They bought jet.com for a, like 2 billion, which was overpriced. But they're they're really dumping money in because they know that if they don't do something now, they're going to go from the biggest to like a hundredth place over the next couple of decades, the way e-commerce is going. Yeah, it's, I love how excited you get ever like, oh my gosh, we, we all love this so much. Yeah, it's that's amazing. Like, it's, it's not like a job. It. It's like so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool to see the growth. And um, oh, I have to call uh, call out Nelson Hitchcock in the comments. He's um, <laughs> he's our commentator for Joe. Joe and I are having this like race to see who can get to 6,000 live shirts first. And he is hilarious with like his comments every day. <laughs> on our <laughs> <posts>. yeah, Nelson's <laughs> so. right. I mean, he says e-commerce is only... Uh, 10%. The potential growth is huge. He's right. That other 85, 90%. I don't know that we're going to get to full, you know, e-com because there's always going to be some kind of retail. But like I said, imagine when we get to that 50, 60%, you look at the way retail is going. Sadly, I mean, we just heard that Sears bankrupt, you know, all these yeah. companies bankrupt. Macy's on the rocks. They're all on the rocks. Malls are going to go out. of. I, I guarantee you malls are going to go out of business yeah. the way that we currently know them. And it's just going to be a domino effect. And it's yeah. just, I've had so many, you know, speaking of clients, like you, you see these stores, like, uh, you know, sporting goods stores, things like that, go out of business. And then you start seeing all these niche sporting goods stores like hockey or a specific niche. I'm really big into archery and I've got a couple of clients doing archery shops. It's like, oh, I'm a customer and loving to see this. Like, cause you see all these options now where it's not just two or three big monopolies. Now those guys are all falling down. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause it's, and then you wonder about like commercial real estate, like all those malls, That's a like, huge what are they going to do with all that? There's they're going to all bankrupt. You can't pay for the, yeah. the overinflation of that price. And it's not even just the cost of the real estate. It's also the overinflated cost of insurance and the cost of doing business, all these permits and fees the city has that people like you and us, we don't have. I mean, I've got one office building. It's, you know, like 1800 square feet. And that's even a push. You don't even need that. You can work right out of your house. Right? Like yeah. I'm sure some of you guys work out of your house if you have an office. And the, it's that micro amount you need to do much bigger volume nowadays. And that's why Amazon's blown up. Because they don't need a million big fancy offices. They just got warehouses in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nelson said Lauren Taylor's closing in, in New York City after 125 yeah. years. They're, like, trying to get so creative. Like, I think uh, Macy's or somebody was, like, trying to figure out, like, if they could make a park on the top of their building to try to get people. To, I mean, they have to, like, do crazy <laughs> stuff to try to get people to come in at all <laughs> yeah well and, and a lot of the big people like gary v and grant cardone have been talking about that for a long time like it has to be experiential you look at a yeah. cabela's right it's a cabela's yeah. kind of has an experience like all the retail that's going to be around after 2025 will have some kind of experience otherwise nobody wants to be ushered through a walmart or a costco in the same way we have a big warehouse people won't do that you'd rather just sit at home in your pajamas and buy everything you always wanted and now <laughs> with, with amazon two days I, you know, I, I'm from originally from Seattle. There's a lot of stuff you can get in the same day now, and that's going to be spread out pretty soon where you can get everything pretty much the same day. Yep, absolutely. All right, so you got this brand going. You, mm. I saw the, um, you're doing uh, Place It, right, to do the videos? Yeah, so we've, we've played around with that. So I used to hire a lot of models, and uh, you know, I got to the point where 
with Instagram, whenever something really starts to grow, it gets down to diminishing returns. And so I was like, you know what? It's not what it used to be. We need volume. And so that's a great service to be able to uh, put out volume, whether you're doing ads or you're just doing your daily posts. It's a great option. And we we experimented and we did a whole little ad with their videos and it worked out pretty good. Our, our sales were huge ad. from that. I was it was shocking. I was wondering what are your thought process about, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just forgot the word, where you have like a person as a model. What is that? Lifestyle. Lifestyle yeah. um, ads or just like a lot of people are saying, um, I don't know about for Instagram, but for Pinterest, they're saying to just put like the shirt on like a background with like, other clothes around it like which one do you think is better for a mock-up well for for a mock-up for like pinterest that I, I would agree with that that'd be the best option but for something like social media having the lifestyle has always kind of attracted people uh you know whether it's male models female models being able to bring them in and being able to see it on an actual person is really good and not even on a person but in a setting so a lot of brands have like um kind of a theme or something like that to them so whatever your theme is, if your theme's athletic, something like a place it, or if you actually hire a model, you can have them in an athletic, say, you know, baseball field or a basketball court or whatever it may be, and they can kind of visualize it in the actual setting. And it's surprising how well that actually works. Do you normally do only video or you do just a picture or both? So I do probably about 10 to 15% uh, pictures. Mostly now we're, we're doing video ads. In fact, I've spent a lot more time doing video ads than videos for myself anymore, editing those because uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're so amazing. I mean, I, I haven't had a video ad bomb yet this year. And, you know, we just kind of scale it up. I always start small. I start $5 a day, $10, and then work your way up 500,000 as you start to grow your, your, your ad sets. And it's crazy how powerful video ads are. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, videos, huge YouTube blew up Instagram stories, all that stuff, mm -hmm. but it's still a small percentage willing to actually go out and, and put in the work or go on video like yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And I just saw an article like a couple days ago, maybe about Facebook, um, 3d pictures. Have you tried that yet? Or have you heard about that? I've heard about it. I haven't tried it yet though. Cause that's kind of interesting. It's like kind of an in-between between the video and the, um, uh, just a picture because it draws you in because it, it almost looks like it's moving a little bit as you're scrolling. Cause it's 3d. I don't know. That's, that's what they say anyway. It's um, interesting. Well, yeah, with the adoption so of AI, they're going to go more and more that way. Cause again, everything has to be experiential. We live yeah. in a world. I mean, print on demand is a great example. You can, every single shirt you wear the rest of your life could have your name on it if you wanted, or it could have your logo <laughs> or it could have whatever you want. Right? It's, it's so easy. And all of you could do that. I mean, wearing your, you know, like the, the Maverick and all, all these different things, like being able to put anything you want on there because it's, you know, when I grew up, I don't know, I was born in 84. So coming up like in the nineties and stuff, when you do that, it was kind of what was available at the local store was my school clothes or what I got. Now you can have anything you want. I mean, I, I buy stuff all the time with my, this kind of sounds kind of vain, but like with your name on it or like different things, your logo, <laughs> mostly my logo, but you get these different things. It's, it's crazy what, what's, what's available. And that's why it grows so much. And so the experiential thing is huge. Yeah. I, th I think it's really good to hop on stuff like that quick. Yeah. I <laughs> I still have an old phone. My poor iPhone is an iPhone 6. And you can't, it, I don't have the right kind of camera. They said that like the minimum is, I forget, iPhone 7 or iPhone 8 or something. So I need to hurry up and upgrade my phone. But yeah, 3D pictures, guys. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cameras now are amazing. I mean, you can do ads in the park by yourself. I, mean, I got the new iPhone 10s or XS or whatever they call it. But I mean, the cameras on that, you should try. You should upgrade to the new yeah. the new one that just came out. The the portrait mode on that is like professional pictures. I, I used know. to I've like, seen five them and I'm ago, like, what is this? 
I couldn't it's, believe the selfies I could take. I'm like, what is this? Like, I used to pay good money to have pictures edited a couple years ago like that. And you can just take them with portrait mode nowadays. And then you can edit the picture after it's done. And it's like amazing. I, I can't even believe it. Yeah. Technology. And just the tools that have come out. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I've only been an entrepreneur for, or, and I use that term loosely, whatever, self-employed something <laughs> for the last four years. And the amount that has changed in those four years is insane. I mean, the world is just changing so fast. So yeah. it's 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 pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, but I I definitely need to upgrade that phone for sure. So I know Amy's like just being silent over there. She's just like, I am just waiting for poker. <laughs> I'm a huge huge nut. Like I've I've been a fan. I like sports. I like esports. I like poker sport and i do believe poker is a sport y'all take strategy and luck and you know it's and stamina so I yeah a lot believe. of long sessions a lot of, it long actually sessions. Take a lot of stamina <laughs> but i know i'm a huge poker fan so like we talked briefly before the show and i had to i just had to like come out and ask you like who have you met what do you think of so and so because i've been following you know the wpt and the wsop for years and uh what what have you always been okay or can we talk poker yeah like, go ahead like, okay <laughs> we've made it halfway through the show without talking about it so i feel like that's gotta count so how <laughs> how long have you been playing just so been in playing. general not so much even like going into wpt or wsop or any of the big the big name tournaments just in general like so in general i started playing a little bit when i was a kid don't really count that much got really really serious uh, about eight, eight, nine years ago is when I got really serious. Then I played online constantly for a few years. And then, of course, Black Friday happened. Not the amazing holiday we all love, but the Black Friday of poker uh, when they kind of shut that down in America. Yeah, and, that's a and sad then, day. It's like every I, yeah. I, Come on, bring it back. <laughs> yeah, well, back then it was kind of a small percentage of my income, actually. And then when I did that, I just simply didn't have time to play live that often. So my hours I was putting in just drastically plummeted for a few years because I had to pick between building my companies and playing poker. And I, I, obvious choice, I had to pick my companies. So I started doing that. And then over the last couple of years, I really got more serious. I decided uh, to buy a vacation place. I, I bought a condo in, in Las Vegas a couple years ago, and then I started playing a lot more. You can still do online over there. So when I was in town, I was playing online and then all the casinos. And then I thought, you know, this last year, I'm really going to start taking it to the next level. That is, that's amazing. Like, I mean, that's where I started was online. And of course, I wish that I could still play today because I'm like such a better player now than I was then. But yeah. Who knows? I, um, I didn't even know that Cody played poker at all. So I, I contacted him when I found out about his brand and POD and all of that. And then like a couple weeks later, he posted about uh, becoming a professional poker player. And I was like, what? Like, we all love poker. I'm like, that's yeah. it. Total uh, change of plans for the show. We're so talking about did, poker. How did that happen? Like you woke up one day and you're like, you know what? I am going to become a professional poker player because that's not, you can't just do that. Like there's steps involved. So everybody thought it happened? was clickbait. They're like, what is this? <laughs> well, yeah, I've been on YouTube a long time. And so there is a fair amount of clickbait. I get called a clickbaiter a lot. And I definitely, I mean, there's definitely clickbait, but that, that one was zero <laughs> clickbait. I, uh, that one, you know, I, I did decide, I, I didn't really talk about it at the time, but I did wake up one morning. I woke up on my 34th birthday, like I said, a couple months ago. And I said, I'm taking this to a whole nother level. And that's what really when I decided, you know what, I've got my businesses to a point where I could make a really solid income 
almost without me, which is pretty nice. It's almost to the point where it doesn't need me, which is both scary and nice at the same time. You know, my family's taken care of. I've done really well. I put a lot of money away. So I thought, you know what? I can do this. And I set aside a bankroll for poker uh, for over years, kind of built it up. And I thought, you know, I, I could just do this. I want to, the whole reason to build these, you know, I'm and that, on that video I talk about, my whole thing was design a business, fit your lifestyle. And I failed my own motto, literally. Like I was working up till recently, like a hundred hours a week. And I love it every minute, work for myself, doing my thing. But it's having multiple companies, you're responsible for a lot of stuff. And I'll tell you what, I mean, a lot of people think it's great making all the money and stuff. And it is for a while, but at a certain point, it's just not worth it. I'd rather be, you know, living that more lifestyle. And I thought, well, what lifestyle could I add that I really want? And I was like, I want to be a professional poker player. I want to take this seriously. And I'm I'm blessed to be in a place where I can actually do that, and I don't have to worry because the money is not the object that it used to be. That's so exciting! I love that. It's just I think people just feel like they can't do stuff like that. Like it's just like a lot of people feel like they can't take the plunge to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then the entrepreneurs take that plunge, but then they get stuck there, and they don't feel like they can just become a poker player randomly. Like you, you know, people you don't feel yeah. like they can do that, and it's like, why not? Well, that's the whole point of doing all this. And at, at a certain point, I kind of got lost in the in my own thing because my whole thing was when I quit my job, I quit a job making about 110 grand a year. I've talked about that a lot in my story. So not super successful, but not under successful at about 110 grand a year. You're kind of stuck, right? Because that's a hard income to replace on the side. But I had to take a leap to do that. And then I finally got to a place where after a couple, like when I met you, I was probably working the least I ever was working at that time. I was like, I had so much time, free time. Uh, and then I got to the point where I was like, well, I could, I could build this company. It's only going to take me 15, 20 hours a week doing this and then this. And before I knew it, I had like nine or 10 projects going and I completely ruined my lifestyle, quote unquote. And having little kids, I can't do all the traveling in foreign countries like a lot of my peers because a lot of my good friends in entrepreneurship, they don't have kids or maybe they got old. And so I was like, well, let's take on some extra projects. And then I kind of bogged myself down. <laughs> and so now I'm undoing all that. I'm selling a couple companies and now I, now I'm back to having a ton of free time working, you know, a little bit on my companies and then playing poker. There you, <laughs> go. Life. you know what, Cody, you're like the perfect example though, of what it takes <laughs> to be an entrepreneur. Cause sometimes you do have to put in that time. You got to put in those yeah. crazy hours. And I mean, you're young still, you know, think about um, how many people like are 20, 30, 40 years past that, that can still follow oh, yeah. their dreams. Um, I was talking when I was speaking this weekend, I'm obsessed with that quote about butterflies and Benjamins do what figure out a way to set up your lifestyle so that you can live comfortably like you're doing. And for everybody, com comfort is different. Doesn't yep. have to have a financial number attached to it nope. and then find a way to do what you love and get up every day and love it, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's amazing that's that at 34 years old, you worked your ass off to set that stuff up and now you're doing it. Yeah, oh, that's, cool. that's a big thing. And, and I love what you said, any age, because I get a lot of people come to me every day on like YouTube or comments, DMs, and they're like, well, I'd love to do what you're doing, but I'm 61. Perfect age. I tell yeah, everyone, yep. I don't care if you're 21, 61, 41, every age is the perfect age. You're still alive? Perfect age. Yeah. Perfect age to do Heck it. Heck yeah, when you're 61, you got more experiences and strength yeah. to leverage anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? There's always, always benefits. When you're young, you, you don't have not much to lose. When you're yeah. older, you got so much extra, you know, so it's, it's always the perfect age. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Awesome. I like that. It's always the perfect age. I agree. It is. I'm I mean, gonna, we like, did write that down because there. I have people in my life that are like, "Oh, you know, it's too late for me." It's like, no, no, well, it's yeah, not. Like, what are you? 
what are you gonna do when when pe- it drives me nuts when people say that it's too late for me like what do you mean what are you gonna sit on the couch and just like count down the time like exactly. do something that makes you fired up and excited and like get on it like do something fun you know I'll tell oh. you like when I started and and the first time I sold a shirt because I've always I've always been somewhat creative and to think that I can actually make money being creative was very inspiring for me and the first time I, I sold a shirt I was like, wow, this is the real deal. Because if I can sell one, I can sell 10. If I can sell 10, I can sell 100 and so on. So I never really woke up feeling that sense of purpose. I guess it would be a good word for it. And I wake up every day now. And it's just like, I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to log in on merch. I can't wait to see, you know, what's happening in the community. And I just want to go all in. Um, it's never too late. I know it wasn't for me because I mean I'm no, you know. What do you guys think are like the top, the top few things that prevent so many people from like just doing it? You know, is it just plain fear? Is it like fear and not knowing? Comfortable I mean, with being comfortable where they are? You know, like I think they're worried about what people say. Oh yeah, I That's think a big one. Think. It's yeah. like. It's hard when you and because especially in the beginning, like for me, I was doing FBA, so it's like buying stuff at a store and shipping it to Amazon. Like it's hard to explain what you're doing, and and it's hard to take that step back. Like a lot of people don't like to take a step back. Like Cody was saying, he was making a hundred thousand. Like I was making six figures too. It was like, and so it was hard. I was definitely not once I started FBA. So it's like you're taking a huge pay cut. You're doing something where people are like, why, what are you doing? Like they're, <laughs> they're used to like going out for drinks and doing all this like fancy stuff. And I'm like in Walmart's like scanning stuff. So it's like, you just have to be like willing to take that step back so that you can go forward and, and be okay with just learning and being wherever you, you know, being yeah, I mean, comfortable, my, being different. My first year I was, I was between one to 2000 short on my bills every single month. So I had to pull that out of savings every month while I was getting FBA going. And then even then I sold, you know, I downgraded my car and things like that. used to have like the nice stuff in life. And now looking back, it's funny looking at what I have now compared to then what I thought was so great back then. But yeah, you have to be willing to do that. And people think that's crazy. And people are afraid of loss. They're afraid of, I've worked so hard to get what I have, but what do you really have? Like the only thing you actually have is your time. That's the only real asset. And you're willing to give that up for some trinkets. And also I had to think, mm, what did I, like I own that. 10 years ago? I look at everything that I treasured 10 years ago. Most of it I don't have. And in 10 years from now, look at my cars or my houses. And most of the stuff I won't, I won't have in 10 years. Yeah. And so you look at that, you treasure it now. Well, you should treasure your time more because that's all you're going to have in the end. Plus, it's one thing if you're the one treasuring it, but it's another yeah. thing if you're just trying to like hold face, like try to like act to other like, people. Yeah, to other, other people. people. Like you want to be an entrepreneur, but you're worried that other people are going to judge you because you're in Walmart or because you're selling T-shirts online. Like people just kind of smile and nod anytime I say anything. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. We were talking about how like once I started doing this show, all of a sudden everybody thought it was cool. But before that, so before April of this year, <laughs> everybody always looked at me like, oh, so are you going to go back to being a loan officer soon? Like kind of like the concerns, like, are you sure you want to throw your life away? Like, <laughs> I try yeah. to like talk to people on a you know, daily basis, like in real life, right? The people that I just interact with, you know, Uber drivers, uh, going to the drop my car off at the dealership, place like that. And I get the sense that a lot of people that are older in life, 
they don't believe in themselves and they don't believe yeah. that they can learn how to do something new, especially like just the whole internet itself. Like they might understand, okay, I can go online and I can pay a bill or I can look up something, but how would I possibly make money from it? They really have no belief and faith that they can do it. And I try to explain that there's people that have done it ahead of you that have ways and means of showing you. <laughs> it's not like it's this completely foreign thing, but they're just, they have very limiting beliefs. They don't want to believe they can do it. Well, I and think I think it's a, so go on, Brie. I was just going to say, I think we're all sort of like lulled into this false uh, sense of security with a traditional job. When in yeah. reality, all it takes is uh, a car accident, a health issue. I mean, I was a tenured teacher for eight years, great health insurance, but that doesn't even mean I have job security. What if there are budget cuts? You know, what if they have to lay people off in a corporation? There are always those what ifs and nothing in, in life is really 100 percent set in stone. You know, so no, it's, it's not at all. And I, I, I talk a lot about how I dropped out of high school and I, a lot of people think I brag about that. That's obviously not something to brag about, but I think for me, I never had any security. I didn't really grow. I was, I've been on my own since I was 17. So I never had the family security or the college or job security. So for me, it was like, you have no choice. And then when I started having a couple of kids, I'm like, you really have no choice. And so for me, it was that you got to get to that point where you feel like, cause people get comfortable in that middle-class thing. And that's why I think, I mean, I've, I've looked at, you analyze a lot of like the super successful people, whether it's rap or actors, like they were at, they went from the very, very bottom to the very top. They, a lot of them, some of them, but a lot of them weren't like in the middle because you get so comfortable in the middle and you got to be willing to take that step back and then, and then really kind of go for it because it's so available to everyone. It's just yeah, so available to not do I that. I think it's the uh, rarest of all the like super successful people being middle class is the absolute rarest. Yeah. Like usually you're either completely broke or from a rich family like yeah. one or the other. And usually the completely broke because for some reason it's like you have the most motivation, you have the most uh yeah. Yeah, so it's the the problem with the middle class is it's like uh you get very uh it's hard to it's hard to break free of that job that pays your bills. It's like it's hard to convince yourself that you need more or that you should want more. Like you're kind of just taught, like, well, this is how life is. Like, it's like the societal norm of life. Exactly. Yeah, it's well, almost it's like you don't. You feel like you can't expect more or you can't yeah. um, want more. Like that's almost greedy. But you've like, made it. Like as far as like you as a person and amongst your peers, you've made it. Yeah, you have you have the picket fence. You got the nice house. You got the dog in the back. You know everything's looking good, and that's that's it. That's the dream. That's yeah. people they yeah. don't have that inner sense of peace. Peace for sure. No, because peace. you're not using no your talents. You're not using your your brain. You're just stuck in in a rut of you're comfortable what, being comfortable. Yeah, yeah, you're not you know? doing what you're meant to do. Everybody's exactly. meant to do something in no, has every, a purpose. Every every November, you're watching the nine. Playing WSOP while you're going, man, I wish it was me. She's talking about poker right now. <laughs> Quit wishing. Start doing. Yep. She's poker like, mom. Start, back start a YouTube chat. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm still channel. fangirling. Just... <laughs> Amy, get on there. I want to see, uh, you know, poker mom YouTube channel. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. yeah then you Cody, never know. Do you have some uh, like a an actual brand that's going to be tied to you know you playing poker, or do you just you know have a company? I will in buy that your edge? merch. I will buy. <laughs> yeah, I will we buy gotta your post merch. links to your poker merch. 
we're we're actually getting that started right now and i'm actually getting awesome. ready to start i i'm starting a poker vlog that's why i'm kind of doing something different because i've been doing my entrepreneur videos for since like 2014 now but i'm starting a poker vlog so i've been documenting a ton of like my travel and my plan and we're putting some of that together just for fun Keep us in the loop. We want to know. We want to be able to follow it. So keep us in the loop. I will. Because I'll be fangirling over you like I do Daniel Legrano, and I'm not even going to feel bad about it. (laughs) We got to all go watch you play or be in it. Amy, you don't have to have it be in your box forever. You could Maybe this could be your year to go play Yeah, you can go play, too. You come play. (laughs) Yeah, before the show, we were talking a little bit about poker, and I mentioned um, a few years back I made a little, like, people have vision boards. I made, like, a vision box where you, like, put your little dreams in and you decorate it really nice, you know? And my box is like full of pictures from the WSOP and bracelets and cards and, and stacks of cash. Like they have on the, on the final table. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. We have to get you there. I I keep trying to force you guys to go to Vegas because ever since Helen and I always talk about, you know, how we missed each other that first time that her and I went to Vegas. So we could get a little little practice time in, hit the ASD trade show and like work our way towards it. Heck yeah. (laughs) Like I'm down. I I will play poker. Are you going to be there, Cody, for ASD? Yeah, I'll be. I wasn't at the last one. I, I usually go at least once a year, though. Okay, so March, I guess, right? I like March yeah. because it's just not as hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's maybe my we can all one. try to go in March. That would be so fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yep. I'll be yeah. there in March. Now, real quick, back to poker, just real quick. You're going to be playing <laughs> in the WSOP in next year? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Where is that? I don't know. I'm... It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Uh, okay. What do you know what month or when? So... June, July, and it's like a so they have a ton of events. It's pretty much all month yeah. long. In fact, most of the pros they'll bring their RVs out there. They're out front. Uh, like this last year was at the Rio. It's usually at the Rio, uh, and so it's it's a great event. It's amazing. And they have tons of events. All the big pros from all around the world are there. People from all around the world. Thousands of people come in. It, it's an amazing time. And it's different. It's different poker too. Like you have Omaha and you have High Low, and I mean it's everything, everything. Yeah. And then of course hold on because everybody. Yeah. I, I pretty much play hold on, but. Yeah, they, I like hold them in Omaha. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Omaha is exploding right now. Yeah. <laughs> Omaha, you could almost play like two player, like on teams. But yeah. that's that's something I've made up in my head, and we won't go into it. <laughs> We've been trying to figure out how to do like a poker game on our show somehow. Because <laughs> everybody wants to see us we play. all like get into like there's private servers like on Poker Stars and stuff, and I mean it's free money. Like it's a free game. We can all start with like a thousand chips and just play. <laughs> all right amy you gotta set that up we gotta do that we, yeah we could totally do that we could do a merch money like, i'm gonna take all y'all's chips but just for bragging rights <laughs> she's already doing the like <laughs> oh my gosh i so went from Emily the donkey Robinson to the Bethany. shark y'all just saying hard shark um you got a question in the chat from Emily. She's asking Cody, uh, do you happen to know David Anderson, my friend who is a professional poker player? Just curious about the small world. Uh, not off him. I mean, I, I know a couple of David Anderson. That's such a popular name, but probably not. Cool. There's so many. But there's people. a lot of them. Yeah, there's so many. It's such an amazing community. It's it's the only community I've found that I can relate like with the uh, business slash e-commerce community where it's, so many nice people, so many amazing people. And even though you're winning and losing money from people all the time, similar in e-commerce, like everyone's competition, but not really. We're all kind of doing our own thing. 
and uh, just so many friendly people in that community. And they want to see you succeed too. Yeah, like, they really do. They really like... do. I mean, everyone but Phil Ivy. He wants to win every penny you ever had. But other than that, <laughs> or everyone... Helmuth. <laughs> Helmuth the same way, man. That guy, he's out for blood. Oh, he... I love he'll it. Throw a fit. Yeah, if he doesn't he win, will. he's throwing a fit. But other he than will. that, what the hell, man? This new kid, he's never even played a card in his life. He just took my chips. <laughs> yeah, he'll throw <laughs> a huge his chair fit. down. <laughs> As he Pretty rolls much. up in his Bentley. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Sorry, insane. guys. I'm, I'm, no, I, I love I it. Amy is so great. I had no idea until the show that that was on Amy's bucket list. I had no clue. I knew that all of us like playing Well, I poker. keep it hidden because it's like, oh, I have a box. Why do you with, keep like, it hidden? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've Let been doing show the flag fly, Amy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I will be playing in the WSOP. That is like... Number one bucket list. I've already done the skydiving thing. I've, you know, I've got that out of the system. But yeah, WSOP. I might be eighty, but I'm gonna be at that table, <laughs> and I'm gonna break that bubble too. That'll be great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Cody, I had I had another qu quick question. Um, obviously, you're a busy guy with all your companies, and you've got kiddos, and you know, you're playing poker and stuff. Is there anything else that you have, like as far as any interesting like interests or hobbies or no. Well, the one thing I do for me is archery. I love archery. I don't cool. a lot of people say, well, you kill animals. I actually haven't hunted in a long, long time. Not that I have anything wrong with that. I just love shooting. And for me, it's like a relaxing thing. And I, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, having something where there's no money tied to it is like poker is relaxing for me. But you're also, I mean, at any given time, I have thousands of dollars on the table. So you got to be sharp. And you got with archery, you can go out there and just have fun. And I think yeah. for all entrepreneurs, obviously it doesn't have to be archery, but it can be anything. Having that thing has always had my separation because it's so easy. I mean, everyone romanticizes entrepreneurship, but it's so easy to burn yourself out, especially when you're putting the hours, the late nights. It's not that I'm like, it's fun, but it's hard to make it look like what it is because what it is is just a lot of hard work, a lot of consistency. I mean, you guys know building your brands, doing what you're doing. And so having that thing, do you guys all have like your thing that's not money related? I, I do. I'm just obsessed with right well right now with weightlifting and I grew up as a figure skater. So I'm like just oh, the awesome. fitness thing for me is just driving awesome. me. Yeah. And you also anything. like all the like uh four wheeling and stuff like that, right? Yeah, like, I'm really into like uh extreme motorsports, so four wheelers and awesome. dirt bikes and motocross. So. I love horseback riding, I'm gonna get horse soon. Oh, that's really um, cool. It's on the that's list. Really cool. <laughs> that's cool. I got oh my, my helmet from that's like awesome. ten years ago still. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. like and Cody, don't you like skateboarding too? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah. So uh, we, I do a ton of skate. I mean, I do a lot of stuff, but I find things that I can do consistently. But yeah, I skateboard all the time. I got dirt bikes. I ride them. I try to always try to mix it up when I can to just kind of keep yourself Adventure. not from Do you uh, snowboard? I yeah, snowboard uh, yeah, I live in, I've all, hey, I grew yeah, up in I do the too. Northwest, so <gasps> we need to go snowboarding time. together. Yeah. I'm finding people. Yeah, we should. I, I started um, like skiing when I was really young age. And then, of course, I figure skated and I switched right over to snowboarding in like, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I oh, don't go I enough it. to like, like, I literally have to take a lesson every time I go because it's so like spread out. But yeah. my husband just got a board the last time we went to Utah and we want to go again, um, probably out west. But I'm not opposed to going up to New York, too, if you guys have some nice slopes. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have a lot of nice areas. Hey, we could always do a merch meetup somewhere mountainous and do a little snowboarding excursion, you know? Snowboard lodge meetup. <laughs> yeah. We need some more meetups. Those I'm gonna are so have fun. us traveling everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they keep making up places we need to go. <laughs> 
You guys got to come down to Florida too. The man, the weather's just perfect right now. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Florida will be on my list soon because I want to see my grandmother and my aunt. I've got family in Florida, and so Yay. that's that's going to be our next big family adventure. Head out that way. Nice. Let us know when you're going, Amy, because maybe we can like plan a meetup at the same time, and we can all. Okay. We can all That'd go. Be cool. We yeah. might be doing something uh, South Florida merch meetup in February because Matt Cartlett's coming down, and uh, oh, he'll be like be in Tampa. <laughs> okay. Oh, because right around the Grand Cardone thing, right? Sorry, yeah. guys. Can you hear my niece in the background? <laughs> she she's over and she's two, and she's giving my husband a hard time right now. <laughs> It's, it's really fine. Like I'm always telling y'all, sorry, that's my toddler. Like I get it. <laughs> I'm like trying to mute my microphone and. <laughs> and talk at the same time it's not working out but yeah i would love to go to florida and do a meetup and um in terms of my hobbies i don't i don't really have i mean i used to love swimming i swam my whole life um i was on the crew team in college um i like poker <laughs> but i like just hanging out with friends you know go to wineries i don't just just stuff like that <laughs> nothing no crazy uh sports or anything but you run don't you helen oh yeah i like uh. that i'm trying <laughs> to become where that's like a hobby for me like i'm still resisting like i did a marathon half marathon so i was running all the time to prepare for that and then after that i joined a running group and i'm like i keep trying to find ways to get myself excited about it and keep up with running but it's 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 hard it's not quite like a natural like i love it thing it's like i want to run because you know <laughs> so once i'm in good shape like it is fun to run if you're actually like good at it but it's hard to stay in good enough shape where you can where it's fun most of the time it's just painful <laughs> i hate it Ugh, i hate I running too that. yeah it's like they would not drag me down to run <laughs> there was a brief amount of time this year where it was actually fun like i actually enjoyed it but <laughs> Well, Most you, of the time you I, work towards a race too. Like that, I know that helps me if I need to push myself out of a comfort zone. Like I will force myself to get to this, you know, certain benchmark. Like yeah. it'll, it'll drive. And I'm glad that I did it long enough where I could feel what that felt like. Cause it is a good feeling to be able to just run. Like you just kind of feel free. Like you just feel like you're in such good shape. You can just keep running and running. Like you don't get tired. And it's like a, it is a cool feeling. Like I think everyone should try to get there at least once, but it's hard to keep that up like month after month, year after year, like, unless you really love it. Like, so we'll see. I'm, I'm in between. Like I, I gotta figure if I don't keep up with running, then I gotta figure out something else. So well, we'll see how it goes. But my cousin loves running too. And that was a big help. Like we ended up doing that half marathon together. And that was a lot of fun. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this hour flew by. Does, does anybody else have any other questions for Cody? Did we miss anything in the chat? the chat? I don't see anything. Last call for questions. And then... You know, Cody, is there anything else that you are working on or, you know, any like final words that you want to get out there? Anything you want to say, share? Where can we find you? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to work on less. <laughs> so uh, not, not as much new stuff. Oh, well, my website's CodyHawk.com. So C-O-D-Y-H-A-W-K.com. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, I mean, just uh, you guys, it's really cool to see what you guys are doing, how positive. I used to be part of a group like this, uh, the Green Room. I think they're still around, right? They, have you guys heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. They're still doing their thing. 
Awesome. Oh, so. speaking of which, Joe in the comments said to say hi, and we were in the middle of talking some, and I forgot to say. So Joe um, is in the green room. He says hi. Oh, I don't know hi. if you remember from Merch University. He he was in the green room, and then uh, you oh, know, Joe Clay. Yeah, Joe Clay. Oh, I met him before down in Austin. Yeah, nice guy, good guy. Uh, but yeah, no, the green room's awesome. I honestly, I felt bad. I was like, I hope they're still a thing when I'm talking about it. I haven't talked to those guys in a while, but I think the world of those guys. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's really cool seeing what you guys are doing, inspiring so many people in the world of merch and, and you know, building these brands and showing people that they can do that. Uh, because, you know, I mean, it's possible for everyone. There's so much opportunity out there. A lot of people are like, well, must be saturated. It's barely even peaked the iceberg. I know somebody, Nelson or whatever, was talking about that, but it's barely even peaked the iceberg. I mean, it's just yeah. barely sticking out. Not only is it not saturated, the opportunities are endless. So it's really cool to see. And it's really cool to see these groups like the Green Room and like you guys still, still going strong. Oh, thank you. It's it's so fun to have you on the show. It's like, it's exciting because yeah. it's like, you know, I, I, when I first started watching your videos, I never thought I would actually meet YouTubers. Like that was so <laughs> foreign idea to me. And then when you offer the coaching, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm talking to a YouTuber. And then shortly after that, I went to ASD and met people in person. I met Steve Reagan and met a lot of people. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are all like real people. And now yeah. I'm like friends with them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's really cool. Well, hopefully we'll be able to meet next year at the ASD. Yeah, that would be great. Hopefully well, I'll be meeting you at the WSOP tables. That'll be hopefully good. Hopefully you guys will <laughs> play against each other at the WSOP. Take oh, all yeah. your chips. There you go. There you go. <laughs> nice. I'll let you I'll let you break the bubble first. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That's very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, definitely let us know when you have your vlog up for the poker thing, because all of us definitely want to follow that. Yeah, absolutely. Want absolutely. your merch, poker merch stuff. Yep, absolutely. Then, I'll let you guys know. Any links or anything, Cody, you can uh, forward them to us, and we'll you know get those out, too. I put okay. your main YouTube channel, or the one that I know, I put that in the comments. Um, cool. so you guys, or the description. So you guys can, should definitely follow Cody for sure. He's, I mean, anything that you're interested in, he has videos about. So merch, of course, all of you are interested in that, but he also has Kindle, FBA, eBay, niche website, YouTube. I mean, he built up a whole YouTube channel. So if you're, you have a lot of tips on that too. I don't know if you really have videos about it, but you've done well on YouTube. A little bit, a couple of videos on it. Yeah, just kind of. I I always wanted to do a channel just kind of about my journey. That was a big thing. So it's kind of all over the place. I got like six hundred videos over the last few years, but it's it's just kind of about my journey. That's what I recommend. That's why I love seeing this kind of stuff. Just a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to get started." Just start documenting what you're doing. That's what I used to do in the old days. And you might surprise yourself. You meet thousands of other people who have the same interests, and it's pretty fun. Yep. And yeah. it's fun even in this short amount of time. I mean, 2014 to 2018, the rest of the world doesn't think that's long, but for you, it's like you. It must be so exciting to see where everyone's gone of people it that is. you've coached or people that have watched your videos and where they are now. Like I know there's quite a few big people that um, watch your stuff and you're you're yeah. a big part of their success. So yeah, it's crazy awesome. seeing some of the other YouTubers that I've worked with, and now some of them are doing so good. It, it, it's amazing. And then even friends I have, like the guys from the green room, and I, I recently actually just talked to Steve the other day and DM and congratulating him on him hitting a hundred, you know, hundred thousand. Because I remember when he was at 10 and he was so excited and, you know, it's really cool to see what he's doing and, and so many of these other people and congratulate Chris on his long, you know, his long hair and all this stuff they got going on. 
Well, it's awesome. Well, I better call, go because I got to go help my husband with this two-year-old who's screaming <laughs> right now. So <laughs> thank you so much, Cody, for being on the show. And thank you, you, everybody Cody. who's watching. A great meeting, and you guys. Please too, like and you. subscribe. We always forget to say that. but And share this video because everyone that you know in all the different Facebook groups, everybody knows Cody from some part in their e-commerce journey. So definitely share this video. And um, thank you guys all so much. Thanks, Cody. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Guys. All right, bye. Bye, guys.